Damas y caballeros, ladies and gentlemen, how the fuck are we feeling out there? Welcome to Life in Fucking Zero. Fucking grab a fucking tea. All right? Welcome, bitches, to the show that you can't live without. You know what it is. I'm back, back in this bitch, just trying to, you know, give me some energy, shoot you up full of energy. You know, we all should be vaccinated. We should be forced to be vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, you should be murdered. No, I'm kidding. But that's literally, that's almost what it feels like some people. I I, I bet you I could find people to agree with that if I tried. <laughs> I bet you I could. That shit would be hilarious. Because I think people really almost think like that. They're like, you're a fucking shit person if you don't shoot this experimental medicine into your arm, you fucking asshole. <laughs> But anyway, not going to get too much into that. I just want to say, I thank you for your support, your listenership, getting closer and closer by the day to finishing this album. And I got to say, man, it looks like the the runway is clear for this to drop on y'all as the album of the year. I don't see any comp. I don't see any comp. I'll elaborate further later, but I don't see any comp for album of the year, man. We had another competitor enter the ring, and um, I don't know. I think this album knocks that one out. So the only, honestly, the only comp that I can possibly see at this point is Freddie Gibbs if he drops his album. That's the only comp. That's really the only comp this year. So if Freddie Gibbs manages to drop his album this year, which he might. I think that's the only album that could potentially be better than this one. I still think we're going to pull it out. I still think we'll win. But that's the only one. Everything else I've heard, I mean, there's some cool albums. But there's a lot of filler. You know? There's just a lot of filler out there. So I don't know. I really think we got this. Uh, This was like my first... This is like the first time I really returned to work. In the last few weeks, I worked the last, well, I worked yesterday, and that was off the day before, but I worked four days in a row before that, and then I'm working five in a row, including yesterday, so fucking, I'm working nine out of ten days. (laughs) They put me right back to work, they're like, all right, motherfucker, you've been off sick long enough, now you gotta fucking get back to doing what you were doing, (laughs) which, which I don't mind, it's, it's all good, like. I don't mind it, but uh, <laughs> it's been interesting. So it's been, you know, it's cool. Like it's it's weird to like be at a job for like six weeks and then be off for two weeks, which is what happened to me. It's like I was like I was comfortable, but I wasn't like I was I was really comfortable there. I could say that. Like honestly, I was probably more comfortable than I've been at most jobs. But it's always weird to just be off. It's like when I came back, I had like forgotten and, and how things work and things change there every day. Like literally there's like new rules or just new ways of doing things like every day. So it was really weird. <laughs> like going back, it was like, oh shit, everything's like different. Like all the, the PPE that we have to wear, it changes constantly. Now we're finally back to like good PPE. <laughs> we're wearing like this shit that was like, it felt like it was made of, literally grocery bags 
and everyone's like sweating it. No one likes it. And I was like, why do we like why do we even order shit that no one likes? Like clearly nobody fucks with this. <laughs> why do we get it? You know. And it got to the point. It was so bad. Like, so we gotta wear like these smocks, right? And uh, like I've talked to girls who literally like they order their own fucking smocks on Amazon. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, honestly, th so this is a job where they make us wear PPE. They need to pay for the PPE. Like, I'm not paying. I'm not coming out of my pocket. They'll be like, oh, it's only 50 for 50 smocks. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I know that's not a lot of money, but I'm like, damn. I'm like, I'm not trying to spend that, man. Like, fuck that shit. Honestly, if you're gonna for if you're gonna make people wear PPE, you know you gotta come out of pocket for that. We shouldn't have to come out of pocket for PPE. Honestly, I don't think if we're you know kind of taking on a hazardous job, that's just how it works. Like if you work at a hospital, they don't make you pay for that shit, you know. So it's only fair. But anyway, it's a it, it's a really cool, rewarding job and um i would like to share more about it but unfortunately i never know who's listening and i can't um i can't put that out there like there's certain people i feel like i could trust with some information about it but um i think actually most of the any of the people i'm actually close to which is good but they're definitely like a good, a large chunk of the country that would be fucking pissed with what we're doing. So, and it's a great cause. It's undeniably a great cause. Most of the world would would fuck with what we're doing. But there are uh, there's a sizable amount of the world that would be pissed. It's just a polarizing issue, you know. So one day, I, one day I will be able to share more about it. I will like. When the project's over, everything's done, like, then I can actually share more about it. Like, I may not tell you the specific name and location and everything, but I could tell you what we did. And, um, man, really dope, really dope, uh, thing. Like, we're, help we're, we're really helping a lot of families out. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's like, so we get paid well. It's not super taxing work. It's a great cause. It's just like... I don't know. It, it <laughs> it's just it's a good experience, you know. I may be saying that because I got paid today. No, I'm just like <laughs> uh, no. Uh, like you know, I was out for two weeks with with a uh, COVID. You know, I got COVID as I've mentioned, and um, I was out for yeah, like two weeks. And at first, when this paycheck came. I didn't get paid for being out with COVID. I was like, fuck. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, shit, I didn't get paid for that. Like, obviously that's not good. Like I was supposed to, you know, I was supposed to get paid for like 80 hours for being out with COVID. That's like the policy. So what's it? So I, um, I, I wrote to like my recruiter for the job and they said, okay. Oh yeah. They looked into it. Within minutes, they're like, oh, yeah, you should have been paid for that. Let me do this. And so they said it would take 48 hours. 48 hours later, I got paid. So, honestly, 
it's like it's nice to be able to work for a company that actually is like I don't know that is what would be the word be competent <laughs> like because I've worked for companies where it would be like oh yeah that's gonna go on your next check like everything like payroll is just all you know it's all in a sequence and shit like I've worked for companies like that and even like this project I'm working on there are multiple companies that are doing this I've heard from people that are like, oh, yeah, you know what? You didn't input your hours by this time, so now they're going to go on your next check. You know, or like something got fucked up. It's going to go on your next check. So they keep people waiting like for two weeks for their pay. So like for some people, their first paycheck, they didn't get for fucking a month, which is like, God damn. Like, do you not realize people have bills and shit? <laughs> you know, people got bills, man. Like people you can't just like not pay people <laughs> but it's just because they that's the way their system's set up they could it's like you know you could pay you have the ability to pay you're just choosing to put it on another check i don't know i think that shit's kind of fucked up i'm not gonna lie it's like yo like you could easily just fucking it's like like anybody can like transfer money it's not hard <laughs> You're choosing not to, but it's not hard to do. Like, don't bullshit us. <laughs> we know what the fucking deal is. So, it's just funny. I don't know, but yeah, man, it's it's a it's a dope cause. And um, honestly, it sounded sus at first. It was like the way they had it listed online. Like they had it, and it sounded like a different description from what it actually is. Like, it sounded like you were, like, a behavioral therapist. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> like, I've I've uh, worked, like, sub jobs or, where it was, like, a behavior therapist type thing. And they basically are like, this is what they tell you, basically. Yell at the kids, but don't yell at the kids. Like, it's very confusing. It's like, I don't want to fucking yell at kids. Like, <laughs> I know some people probably get off on that. But me, I don't want to fucking yell at kids. I don't want to. Like they're kids. They're not they're not gonna have everything right. They're gonna act up. That's what fucking kids do. I have I have a lot of patience for kids. A, a lot of people don't. They just fucking fly off the handle. And maybe it's because <laughs> my dad didn't have any patience for me and he flew off the handle. Maybe that's why I'm patient with kids, because I'm like, fuck, that shit sucked to have to deal with. So <laughs> that might have honestly shaped me in that way. I could definitely see that <laughs> doing a little psychoanalysis of myself right now. But, um, you know, I did like, I did learn a lot from this so far and, um, it's been really cool and it, it's kind of crazy too, because it's such a small world. Like I'm meeting people there who know people that I knew from before, you know, and like, <laughs> it just trips me out. The only thing is uh, I started telling people I did music, and now people want to hear my music, and I'm like, I don't know if I want you to hear the shit, because, like, <laughs> I th my music isn't, like, the most explicit out there, but there are definitely fucking songs and moments and lines that would offend people, you know, and I might not necessarily want everyone to just have access to my music, but it's just, like, you make conversation with people, and, like, I'll be writing songs there. Like, I write songs there. 
Because, like, the last two hours of every shift, there's, like, it's it's a lot of downtime. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm going to be fucking productive. I'm not just going to sit here doing nothing. So I'll fucking write for the last, like, two hours. Well, usually I don't get to write that whole time because there's some shit to do. But, like, I'll write, I'll, I'll, I'll complete a song, usually, before I go home. You know? Yes, it, well, some days I'll do two songs before I go home. <laughs> Yesterday I was just doing a bunch of Sudoku. I think I finished like, shit, seven or eight puzzles, something like that. So, what I didn't, yeah, not in two hours, just in the, in the little breaks that I got throughout the day, I would do Sudoku. It was fun. It made me laugh though because <laughs> I'm going through the Sudoku book and somebody wrote ten in one of the boxes. If you're familiar with Sudoku, there's nine boxes that are one through nine. So any, I don't know if they wrote 10 or 70 or what the fuck they wrote. I think they wrote 10. But, like, I've never seen anyone fuck up that badly on Sudoku. And they wrote it in pen, too. So it's like, fuck, there's nothing we can do about it now. You just fuck the whole puzzle up. <laughs> you fuck the whole puzzle up. Like, because there's no 10 in Sudoku. The highest number is nine. <laughs> it is fun though I like I mean I, personally I feel like I don't know it, it, well not just personally I don't know why I'm making a personal thing personally I feel like Sudoku <laughs> no like Sudoku helps your brain it really does and um, I don't know it, it felt good <laughs> to do some Sudoku and like expand my brain's capabilities a bit that sounds so douchey huh <laughs> <laughs> but no, it felt good, like, to do some Sudoku, you know, it, it, like, I think, I think, honestly, a lot of us as adults could do more brain exercises, I think that falls off at a certain point, and I'm trying not to let that happen to me, so doing any little thing like that, I think is helpful, because I think we do do that a lot, as adults, we, like, as kids, we do a lot of puzzles and and stuff like that, and as adults, we fall off of it, like, we really don't, I mean, a lot of adults, I feel like the average adult's pattern is go to work, go home, eat, watch TV for the rest of the night, go to sleep. You know, that's pretty much it. I feel like for most people, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but I feel like that's like the usual pattern. And even me, like I, I, I do that sometimes. I think the difference is like, Usually when I am watching TV, I'm fucking writing a song or some shit. Like, I'm doing something productive at the same time just because I'm like, I don't like to waste time. I don't like to feel like I'm not using my time, you know? Like, when I was off for two weeks, that's the longest I've been off in years. <laughs> like, honestly, I like I haven't had, like, more than a couple days off, I don't think, in years. So fucking... <laughs> To have two weeks off, I started getting fucking bored. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm just not used to being off that much. Honestly. So it was weird. Like, I was like, fuck, what do I do with this time? Like, I didn't even write, though. Because I wasn't in the space to write. So I wasn't even really writing as much as I normally would. So it was just... Damn. I don't know how some people do it. Because I know there's been a lot of people that are on unemployment throughout this pandemic. And are just home all the time. I'm like... I don't know how y'all do that. Like, I get fucking bored, man. I get so, like, 
after a couple of days, I was like, fuck, I want to like do something, but I can't because I have COVID. And I don't want to infect people. <laughs> so, even though I didn't think I would, like I was pretty sure at that point I wasn't contagious, but I didn't want to like take the risk of it, you know? I only did activities I needed to do pretty much. Although I did go to the movies twice, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was later into it, though, when I was already, like, when I didn't have any symptoms. Because I could already kind of tell that uh, my... Because a lot of times what's, what makes COVID so bad is you don't know that you have it until you're, like, you most likely you've already had it for a couple of days and have infected people by the time you even know you have it. Like, you're at the most contagious, like, before the symptoms really come. So, like, I had already passed that point, you know? So I didn't, you know, I didn't think I was going to give it to anyone at that point, obviously. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I tried to, I did what I could, but I had to break it up somehow. Like, I haven't even really set my TV up at my new place, you know, so I didn't, didn't really watch there. I watched stuff on my phone as much as I could, but <laughs> it wasn't easy, you know. And I, I, I gotta say, I am thankful to make it through COVID. I know, obviously, a lot of people have died, and, um... It's sad. It's it's crazy to me, like how uh, how differently it affects everybody. Like some people don't have any symptoms at all, and some people die. Like some people, and some people will be fine, and then they'll just pass away. You know, like the, the or they'll have some symptoms, and then they're just dead. And it's like it's a trip. So I'm thankful that I was able to make it through knock on wood because I mean you just never know with this shit but it's a trip man um I because I like I hear some similar stuff but one thing for me is I never had trouble breathing when I had it like my nose wasn't even stuffed or anything which that's what made it weird because I couldn't smell but my nose was like not stuffed so that was so weird to me because normally in a lot of ways, it was really similar to having a flu. It really was like a lot of the symptoms were the same, you know, like there I had a, I had some body aches, some fever and just like overall not feeling well, you know, um, tired. I remember being more tired than usual when I had it like I slept so much. <laughs> I'd fall asleep at like 6 p.m. and just pretty much be on and off sleeping the rest of the night. <laughs> so it was pretty wild in that way. Like, I have i don't think I've been that... I can't remember the last time I've been that tired, you know. But all sickness makes you tired, so that's not even necessarily exclusive to COVID. The, the taste and smell thing was the weird thing. Because your taste and smell will get messed up with other stuff, but it, this was just like kind of another level. You know, it was really weird. It was like, I remember feeling a burning sensation in my nose. And then like, I think like the next day I couldn't smell shit. I couldn't smell anything like, and or I don't even know when I noticed because it's harder to notice. You honestly don't use your sense of smell all that much, you know? So it was, I don't know when I actually lost it. 
So it's kind of weird. Uh, like I, I know that there was like I tried to smell something, and I was like, I think I was just testing it out because I knew I had COVID. And I was like, oh shit, I can't smell anything, and that's when I knew that uh, like that was one of my symptoms. But I think I think most people get that. And then it, w- the weird part for me is I didn't even lose my sense of taste. It was just like everything I ate tasted like it had no seasoning. You know, <laughs> it was like, it was like I was, I don't know, it was a trip. So that was weird for me to have that. And I mentioned it before. I don't know if I said it on here, my bad if I did, but it tasted like everything I ate was cooked by white people in the Midwest. Like there's like no, you know, like nothing had any flavor, It, but it did at the same time. Like it wasn't like it had no flavor, I guess. It was just like the flavor was fucked up. It was like stuff that normally tasted good would have like no flavor. Like imagine like, well, a lot of you have had COVID, I'm sure. But for those who haven't, imagine like something you've eaten like thousands of times. Or have we ever eaten anything thousands of times? That would be a lot of fucking times. Maybe hundreds of times. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So I'm just like, I just, I don't want to say I use logic too much because that sounds, fuck, that sounds ridiculous. Sometimes I definitely do like put some extra thought into some shit that I probably didn't need to. (laughs) But okay, imagine something you've eaten several times in your life and you eat it and it doesn't taste the same. Like you can taste part of the flavor, but not all of it. That's basically what that shit was like. It was fucking weird. I was like, I think I tried eating, like, Taco Bell or some shit. So I was like, okay, that's pretty mild. That's not really... Well, for me, it is. For some of y'all, like, fucking Taco Bell fucks your system up, I guess. Like, Taco Bell usually doesn't fuck my system up. McDonald's is horrible for my system for some reason. I know we all got different systems. Every time I eat that shit, I feel kind of sick. And I don't eat it that often. I don't even eat it every year. Like, I'll go a couple years before I eat it, and then I eat it again, and I'm like, fuck, this is why I don't eat McDonald's. <laughs> uh, but now, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll have it again. I'm not, I'm not getting a sweetie meal, I'll tell you that. <laughs> how the fuck does sweetie have a meal, man? Like, how? I don't know. I mean, good, cool for her. That's cool. She's making money. I don't. I don't ever want to like take food out of someone's mouth. No pun intended on this one, but it's just kind of a trip that like like Travis Scott's a huge artist, right? BTS, they're, they're huge. Sweetie is not really. <laughs> I mean, I almost feel like she's more known for other shit than music, you know. So it's sort of weird that she has, like, a meal with, like, a major company like that. I don't know. I thought I just thought it was kind of a trip. So, like, BTS is, like, worldwide, like, huge, you know? Fucking, and same thing with Travis Scott. He's, like, one of the biggest artists right now. Sweetie has, like, a couple songs, you know? <laughs> I don't even think she has an album, does she? I don't know. I don't fucking, I don't follow Sweetie like that. But it's just—it's just interesting, man. I don't know. There's just the marketing. A lot of music is just marketing. It really is. Like it, it, a lot of it doesn't have shit to do with the music. It's all image. <laughs> you know, like it, like that's the thing that trips me out. And and like, 
you know, I was, uh, I entered this thing with like, with a Jadakiss team, right? Like I submitted them some of my music. They, they were having like a, kind of like a contest type thing or something. And so I submitted it and I submitted just the music. Cause like Jadakiss, he's all about bars, right? Like it's all about fucking the lyrics. It's all about the content and they liked the music. Like, they liked what I submitted to them, but they said, you need some visuals to really get this going. And it tripped me out, because I'm like, yo, you were, like, the last person that I would have thought of would tell me that I needed visuals. You know? Like, because I, when I, no, d does anyone, I don't think I've ever seen a Jada Kiss music video, honestly. <laughs> I don't think I have. Like, I, I don't think I've ever watched a Jada Kiss music video. Like, I think... So it just kind of tripped me out how, like, they, everything has just become so much about image now. And, you know, I don't think that they're necessarily wrong. Like, I think it's good to have, uh, you know, it's good to have image. Like, it's good to have, like, a good video. My thing is most music videos kind of suck, at least these days. Like, it's just, like, not, I feel like... I don't want to say 90%, but probably like a good 75% of fucking videos are just, especially, well, hip-hop videos, it's just fucking girls dancing around and shit, and it's like, yeah, I like to see girls dancing around, but fucking, I'm not gonna like, it's not gonna change my opinion of a song. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you saw those fire girls dancing around, that song was whack before, but once I saw that, that shit was tight. It's like, nah, it, it was still like not tight. <laughs> or if it was tight, it didn't make it, like, suddenly tighter that it had that, you know? There's just not a... Like, think of most music videos don't have a concept. There's nothing really going on interesting visually. Like, these days, man, it's just just dudes rapping and girls dancing, and that's fucking it. Like, there's nothing else going on. So it's like... <laughs> or, or fucking uh, girls rapping and dudes dancing around, I guess. Like, fucking, it's that, too. <laughs> so... Either way, man, it's, like, it's just not that interesting. So I, I just found that, like, shout-out to, shout to Jadakus, great lyricist. Um, fucking, man, they smashed Dipset in that versus. <laughs> I know y'all saw that, goddamn. But uh, it, it just tripped me out. And I would, you know, I'd like to collaborate with, with Jadakus. I think, I think that would be a dope collab. I actually kind of want him for a remix of one of these songs, you know. Oh, and one of my, one of my favorite music moments of like the last decade honestly and I, I know a lot of y'all won't agree you won't well some of you might i guess but fucking that surprise jadakiss feature on the schoolboy q album that was so dope <laughs> like you're listening to the track and you just hear that fucking that raspy voice come in like after schoolboy and it's just like oh shit this is he got fucking jadakiss on this like that shit was tight because we hadn't really heard much from jadakiss in the last few years at least in the west coast i've realized that he's a lot bigger in like new york how come my buzz in la ain't like it is in new york <laughs> you know it really is damn when i did it like that it just made me realize like i had you know a, a lot of y'all don't know because you don't really like follow it but that Tyler the creator yonkers song which really kicked off his whole career and shit 
was inspired by Jadakiss. And if you listen to it, you could tell because he's trying to... I mean, Tyler has that type of voice like that, but he's definitely... On that song, he's definitely, like, embracing that raspiness more than usual. Because, you know, Jadakiss and DMX and all them are from Yonkers. So, I don't know. That's where that came from. Fun fact. <laughs> I actually learned that recently. I was like, what? That makes a lot of sense now when I hear the song. I wondered why it was called Yonkers. I assumed it had something to do with DMX or, like, that style, you know, just New York grime style that that gritty style i assumed that it had to do with that but i didn't realize that the flow was inspired by jadakiss so it makes sense when you listen to it but yeah <laughs> i don't know man it just tripped me out the jadakiss team was like yeah you you gotta you gotta have an image out there <laughs> no it, it, it that that honestly kind of surprised me but I, they are right you do gotta have i don't have a lot of music videos and none of mine are really like professionally done but i do think that people like my music videos like because they're original we're, we're tr i'm at least like trying to give you like a concept and something different but uh yeah i definitely could use more of them i i agree on that front it just kind of surprised me well the, the way that they had it was like oh yeah jadakiss wants to collab with with you so submit your best material and so i'm thinking okay i'll just submit fucking the best like the songs i think will appeal the most and i didn't think that visuals would fucking matter at all because i thought they were just gonna listen to the songs but <laughs> visuals matter these days these short attention span kids need like a video to go with the music but we'll i'll delve deeper into that later in the show stay tuned we're gonna take a short break and we're gonna get right back to the action baby All right, yo, one of our top stories. Let's just jump into it. This what I was, this part of what I was going to get into. I don't know if it's the top story, but it's one of the things that I, honestly, I was in the, pro when I recorded the intro to this, I was in the process of listening to it because it was a surprise release, obviously. So I was in the process of listening to Kanye West's new album, Donda. Now, I do think, to be fair, you should probably give it more listens, but the fucking album is 27 tracks, and it's an hour and 48 minutes, and that's going to be difficult to do, because I don't like it very much, <laughs> like on first listen, I have to say, and it's... it. <laughs> Our culture is so interesting. So, there are a lot of people who are... I read comments sometimes because I find it interesting. You know? I read a comment that said, this, this album has five to six great songs, which is unheard of in 2021. And they were making the argument that that makes this, like, a great album. 
five to six good songs out of 27. And you know what? I think they're right. I think there are five to six good songs. There might be more. But I feel like this album is easily an hour too long. (laughs) Personally. It's like an hour too long. Too much of it sounds the same. It has a gospel thing going on. It's like Kanye took that Jesus is King album, which I remember being pretty short, and just made like a really long version of that. And a lot of people didn't really like that album very much from what I remember. I don't remember. I I don't even remember Kanye stands really writing for that album. So I don't know how they're going to feel about this album because honestly... Well, they stands won't even be honest with themselves. They'll like force themselves to like some shit because it it just means so much about their character. <laughs> you know, it means so much. Like them being like right, you know, because they've probably talked shit to a lot of people online about how Kanye's better than their favorite artists. I see people like. Kanye fans will do this weird, this really weird shit where where they'll talk about his net worth and rub it in people's faces, which is just very strange. (laughs) It's a weird-ass thing to do. I don't know. I think. But what do I know? I was thinking about it, though, and it's like, he is a billionaire, apparently. He accomplished what he set out to do. So at the end of the day, I mean, he wanted to be rich. He talked about it a lot. He talked. He he's talked about it in a lot of songs about wanting to have all this money and stuff, and like made it a goal to do that. I think he's probably accomplished accomplished pretty much all his goals in music. So <laughs> hats off to him for that. Personally, this has always been my issue with Kanye. I'm gonna keep it really real. I don't think he's a great lyricist. Never thought he was a great lyricist. Always thought he was hit and miss. Always. Since the very first album, I thought, this guy has good charisma, but he'll have a good line and then a really shitty line, you know? He has good lines. I know he doesn't write them, or I don't know what extent he writes, but I know he doesn't write a lot, you know? We know he has writers. So... That makes it less impressive, right? And people eat it up. People, because this is what I've been telling y'all, is that most people don't fucking listen to lyrics. They don't fucking listen. They they, they act like they do. They say they do because it sounds good, because you sound like a dumbass if you say, yeah, I don't listen to lyrics, right? Like, a lot of people would judge that, and nobody wants to be judged because everyone cares so much about what other people think. <laughs> so, they they won't... I've, I've never heard anyone say that they don't listen to lyrics because they, they, they would feel like... I feel like if they said that, people would call them a dumbass, even though the same people, the same dumbasses don't listen to lyrics. A lot of y'all don't listen to lyrics. You claim to... But I see through your little facade, okay? I don't know if it's short attention spans or what. 
But the shit y'all praise is being like so amazing. If you actually listen to what the fuck it says lyrically most of the time, it ain't saying shit. It's it's like sh- somehow these motherfuckers have have figured out like not only are they one syllable rhymes, which a lot of y'all don't even know fucking rhymes, honestly, like the vast majority of people don't even know about rhyme schemes. They don't. They just know that some shit rhymes. I think they th- all they think about it is like, oh, that rhymes with that. And, and they don't even listen that much. They don't even listen enough to notice that a lot of your faves are really stretching rhymes. And by that, I mean, they're rhyming shit that doesn't really rhyme, you know. <laughs> you listen to it, and it doesn't fucking rhyme. It's like it has the same vowel sound. So, yeah, let's link that up. Which I get, but it doesn't fucking rhyme. And for for those of us who really work hard on the craft... And who, like, really, like, try to make shit rhyme as much as we can. For, like... (laughs) You know how annoying it could be to watch people fucking dick ride, like, weak, stretched, one-syllable rhymes that don't mean anything when you've, like, carefully crafted verses where, like, all the lines are the same amount of syllables... And, like, all the lines have at least a three-syllable rhyme. And most of them are not stretched at all. Like, they rhyme very well, you know, in addition to having clever lines and not having any cringe bars. Like, you put all that work in to really make, like, a special piece of art. And people fucking don't even pay attention to lyrics. (laughs) As a lyricist, the shit can be annoying. Because everybody... Like, real hip-hop heads all claim that they they are all about lyricism and shit. And a lot of times, they don't... Like, they just like shit that fucking has a high vote. Like, those type of fans like shit that has a high vocabulary. They ain't saying shit either, which is funny. You know? Like, mumble rap doesn't say shit most of the time. Actually, does it ever? Does mumble rap ever say shit? I don't know. More on that later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so mumble rap doesn't say shit. And this super, like, the super wordy, like, vocab-heavy underground hip-hop, it's not saying shit either, other than I'm good, you're not. And it's just saying it with, like, high vocabulary. So people think it's smart, but really it's just rhyming shit to rhyme. You know? And there are people that just rhyme shit to rhyme. Like, they they put it together because it sounds, it sounds good until you actually think about what it's saying. It's like, oh yeah, you really, you really aren't, you really have like a whole discography where you haven't said much of anything. It's just all about how you're great and, and your foes aren't and fucking... You know, it's just expressed with a high vocabulary, so people think it's good. I don't know. But anyway, that's not that's not the issue with, with Kanye. Lyrically, he just never has been the strongest artist. And so, when you're not the strongest artist lyrically, and on this album, his flow really stumbles more than I've heard it stumble before. Like, there's really a lot of tracks where he's, 
rapping pretty offbeat. So he he's never had complex lyrics either. His stuff is always, you know, even at his best, like he'll have some clever punchlines. But none of the stuff is, is super complex or anything. Like, there's not really, you know, anything crazy going on lyrically. So when his production slips, which I feel uh, on certain albums, I didn't fuck with the production very much. So now we got mediocre lyrics and mediocre production, and it just, or even bad production in some instances and bad lyrics in some instances it just doesn't it doesn't put together a good product and the sad part is for my taste personally I can directly link like when I liked his music and when I didn't to when his mom passed away and this album is named after his mom Rest in peace to her. Tragic story. And honestly, like, I feel for that. It, it's it's really sad to think about someone losing their mom and feeling responsible for it in a way. That's a horrible, that's got to be a horrible feeling. So, I'm sorry to Mr. West and, and to his mother. It's a, It's a terrible thing. It really is. You know, he got big and, and she got, he believes that she got swept up in the Hollywood lifestyle. And that's why she got the plastic surgery that ended up killing her, you know. And he feels responsible for that. And that's that's got to be a horrible feeling, you know. I, it sucks. Like, it's very sad. And it makes me think of my own mother and how sad I would be if she passed away. You know, and I think it's really nice that he made an album dedicated to his mother like that. I mean, the album itself is kind of all over the place, so it doesn't have like a clear narrative, I would say. It's very stream of consciousness, which a lot of recent Kanye albums have been. There's some songs I legitimately liked, but there really aren't a lot, and um when you have 27 tracks of material and there's only like a handful of songs that I like, I can't call that a good album. And in fact, like it's really on first listen, it could improve, you know, but on first listen, it's really kind of a bad album, mostly because of how long it is because of how much filler there is. And a lot of these songs sound, they sound like they're mixed pretty well. Definitely mixed better than Jesus is King, but even with them being mixed well, lyrics aren't great. Beats are, honestly, this is some of the worst production I think Kanye's had. Like, there are beats that sound good, interesting sonic ideas, but how repetitive and, like, how repetitive the sound is which is like he he went for this gospel sound on here right and um so many of the songs sound so similar but they're not like particularly good songs so it's like you're hearing the same mediocre song 
like 20 times. And that's no exaggeration. It really is like a good like maybe 20 maybe 20 is a little bit high. No, honestly, honestly it's it's close to 20 of the songs sound extremely similar to the point where honestly getting through this was kind of torture. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to skip like I made it through about 20 tracks and then no, maybe 22. And then the last five, I had to start skipping some, you know, like I listened to at least a minute of each of them, but I just really had to start skipping because I was like, God damn, man, this is just too much. It was just too much. And I'm not trying to say all this to bash Kanye. I find it more interesting from a fan perspective because I know there's going to be fans that dick ride this. I've seen it. I've seen people give it 10 out of 10 already say it's a, a great album. It's amazing and all this stuff. And I'm just like, do y'all, there's no way you really believe that. Like, there's no way you were really like thinking that these 27 tracks were all amazing and that like you wouldn't change anything. Nobody really feels that way. I, I can't imagine that. If they really, and I feel like they're just not being honest with themselves. I hate to say that, but just listening to it, it's like there's no way that nobody, there's no way that anyone listening to this doesn't think, hmm, I'd probably cut a couple of these tracks. At the very least, ma'am, I honestly think, I don't want to say cut 20 of the tracks. I think this should have been like, 10 to 12 tracks, you know? That's what I think. I think it was just way too long. I think, honestly, I think hip-hop has evolved to the point where, like, hip-hop used to, a lot of albums used to be, like, 20 tracks. And, and like, a good, like, five, six of those were, were filler, you know? Or there were skits or whatever. And I think now we've figured out, like, hey, let's not do filler. Let's not do all these skits. Let's just, like, put out, you know, 10 to 15 really good songs and not have, like, the all the filler. <laughs> I think we kind of figured that out as an art form over time. I know me personally, like, I don't see myself, unless it's a double album or some something, I don't see myself putting out a 20-track album again, you know. I think the longest album I've done that wasn't a double album was, like, 18 tracks. And I just feel like that's long. I don't feel... I don't feel like the average person wants to hear that many songs on an album because it's, it's... I can't think of very many or maybe any albums that I've heard where they were 20 tracks long and all those tracks were good. There's always, like, at least, like, three, four five of them that you could do without, you know? And it's an interesting thing. This isn't considered a double album. As far as I know, this is just an album. And it's it's like one of the longest albums I've seen in, in a minute, you know? I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. What the fuck was that? That's sometimes I I even fuck up. Okay, I make mistakes. I say dumb shit. Like say you know I don't know that stupid 
Just a stupid, like, turn of events there. <laughs> but, with all that being said, this is why I told you earlier in the show that I don't think that there's any competition for album of the year other than Freddie Gibbs. Because this was... This was a potential co- uh, competitor, you know. I I know what Kanye's was is capable of or was capable of back in the day, and I honestly thought, I don't know. I honestly thought that he might be able to pull. I thought there was a chance he'd be able to pull something out of his hat that was more successful than this, you know. I have no idea what his fans will think. I can't imagine that anyone being honest with themselves wouldn't think that this is too long but i've seen heavy dick writing i saw <laughs> uh, i'm not <laughs> so i'll paraphrase here kendrick dropped a new verse right over and i was really impressed by the song because kendrick actually managed to find this baby keem guy kendrick managed to find someone who has a more annoying voice than him and I was super impressed by that, you know. There's a lot of fervor online about it, about how it was so great and stuff. Honestly, I think I've 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 seen through Kendrick's facade. Okay. He's a good artist, you know. I think he's he's good. He's better than most at putting an album together. But he does this shit where. He, he, his little vocal inflections, like changing them, you know, changing the flow up. It makes his fans cream their jeans and they think it's so amazing. If you actually break down what he's saying, it's not like crazy impressive. It's really not, you know, and I think like... I think people get swept up in that. Like, I've realized that's that's what people do, you know? I've realized that that's, like, that's just part of music. That's part of what everyone does. People have their favorites. And honestly, I grew out of that. I grew out of that. Like, I think most people should grow out of that by the time they're you know, out of their teens, I would say. So, he says, Kendrick says, I am the Omega PG Lang Rolly Gang SIE. Don't address me unless it's with four letters. And so there, he's basically calling himself the GOAT. Like, okay. I thought you'd known better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. Like, so it's not, it's not bad, you know, a little two-syllable rhyme there, a little two-syllable rhyme. Um, I've been ducking the overnight activists, I'm not a trending topic, I'm a, you didn't rhyme there, you know, that, like, that didn't rhyme, and it's, it's weird to say you're not a trending topic, right? 
I don't know. I'm really breaking it down, like, lyrically. I'm the Omega PG Lang, which is, like, his new thing. You know, his new... He's splitting away from TD, making PG Lang now. He signed this guy who has a more annoying voice than him. I think he did that shit on purpose, by the way. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a prophet. I answered a Megatron, Metatron, and Gabriel. So it's just angels. He's talking about angels. He's on that, like, he kind of went in, like, a spiritual direction with damn right. Bitch looking for a better me. I am a legacy. I come from the 70, the Al Green offsprings, guns, and the melody. The big shot, wrist on cryotherapy. Just, you know, kind of a flex about having a blinged out wrist. It's not bad. He's just saying he has an old soul. As soon as I press the button, M-words better get right like the ambulance coming. Kind of weak. It's a weak punchline. Us two on a light. Keem been on nothing. Keem been through nothing. Dave Free got at least one B in the oven. They got, yeah, they're just making. Okay, so this is just about their label, really. I'm tripping, I'm jugging. My mental is amazing, brother. Pop off only on occasions, brother. I really didn't fucking like that part. And I've warned people that Kendrick has the potential to just make an ass album that's just annoying as fuck with the voice, the vocal inflections he does. I'm warning y'all, mark my words, it's very possible, and and I honestly think it will happen one day. I hope I'm wrong, I don't want to hear that shit, because I know I'm gonna listen, I don't want to hear that shit. (laughs) But, it's possible. Go figure, never caught cases, brother, face it, brother, gracious, brother. New flows coming, be patient, brother. So he just has new shit coming. So that that whole brother thing was just, it was corny to me. And my daughter calls him Cringerick. And that's Cringerick right there. He is Cringerick. There's songs where he's definitely Cringerick. You know? Show my ass and take y'all to class. I can multitask like Megan, brother. So that was a reference to, that whole thing was was talking about like how she so she's going to school and she's showing her ass like you know how making this it's about making the stunning how she dances around so it's not a bad line it's it's something that i'd write that would you know i think i i I could see myself writing something like that but i probably wouldn't release it it would just be in a notebook somewhere but this is his big return last year y'all fucked up I can multitask like Megan, brother. 2021, I ain't taking no prisoner. Last year, y'all fucked up all the listener. Who went platinum? I call that a visitor. Who the fuck backing them? All been falsified. So, the, the, the facts mean this a vaccine and the game needs me to survive. So, falsified with survive. That, that's, so, there you go. That's a stretched rhyme. That's what I was talking about. Falsified and survive. Like, he was doing some multi-syllabic shit, and then he went to falsified and survive. 
sense though. It doesn't it doesn't rhyme cleanly. I don't like those type of rhymes personally. That's just me. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so he says the Elohim, the rebirth. For those who don't know, the the Elohim is like a Hebrew god. So okay, he's saying he's just saying he's like God MC type shit. Before you get to the Father, you gotta holler at me first. Smoking on top fives, motherfuck that album, motherfuck that single, burn that hard drive. I didn't like how he flowed on this. And it's funny to watch his fans. I, and I can say honestly, I'm a, I am I am a Kendrick fan. And I put him on I put a lot of people onto him, honestly. And a lot of people like didn't get it at first. People would be like, I don't know why you like that. And then the same people were writing his dick like years later, acting like, Oh well, I discovered this underground artist and <laughs> People are funny, man. People are a trip. I remember putting people onto him, though, in, like, 07, 08 and shit. So, it's not bad. It's not a bad verse, but when you break it down lyrically, it's really not as strong as y'all act like. When I come up killing everybody that's outside, and, like, people, so he said, uh, yeah, Kanye changed his life, but me, I'm still an old school Gemini. Let me jump in this bitch. So it ends with a whimper, really, little bitch. It ends with a whimper. So, like, yeah, Kanye became a born-again Christian, and it's talking about, like, how Kendrick's basically... I mean, Geminis are known to have two sides and all that, and he's just basically saying that he, he hasn't switched up, like, his life hasn't changed. He's still this, like, multifaceted person. He's still wild, like Geminis are known to be. And, um, that's basically what it is. It's not, you know, it's not much going on there. That's the verse, by the way. And this is like, and I saw people talking about, people calling him the goat after this, people saying all this and all that. And, like, it's not a bad verse. I don't want to say it's terrible, especially compared to a lot of shit we've heard. But I think that's just the problem is that the standards have gotten so low. Because as I read that, as I broke that down, I can't think that y'all were like crazy impressed. There weren't a lot of punches in there. Not a lot of punchlines in that song. But if you flow it, I read it monotone to show you because that y'all get swept up and how some shit sounds, and you don't actually listen to what it's saying. When I read it like that, you could see, oh shit, this really isn't saying all that much. It's just a bunch of flexes, but it's not even that good of flexes, you know? Just kind of like, I'm I'm a god. Um, the game needs me to survive. Like, yeah. Probably the best line was that Megan the Stallion line, and that line was like, I get it, it's decent, but it's not like, we're not going to like remember that like years from now, you know? So, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, man. Y'all trip me out with the way that y'all ride these guys' dicks. 
And it's just, I think what it is, is it just gets annoying when people kind of disrespect an art form you love by calling someone the goat off of something that's really not all that um, impressive. Lyrically, certainly, you know. Sometimes I don't like to talk about this stuff because people get butthurt. People have their favorites and they don't like you to say anything like not glowing about them. And um, I don't know, it, it, it can be tough because you're just expressing your opinion. And I don't like to, I don't like that negative energy. And to like a fan, I sound like a hater, but I'm just being real. And I just get annoyed with y'all doing stuff like that, where it's like, you just go so hard on slobbering on someone's nuts off of like stuff they did when really you don't know history a lot of times. Like you don't know the history of hip hop. There's like a lot of shit you haven't heard. You've only heard like a handful of artists in your life or, you know, like there's a lot of shit you haven't heard and you proclaim something the best. And it's like, you're, you're entitled to your opinion, but when you get, when you act like nobody can challenge that and like, um, it's just a fact and like no one can say anything different or they're or they don't know what they're talking about. I've had people say that, that like that Kendrick verse was over my head. And I find that disrespectful because it's not that complex. <laughs> it's really not like, that's the thing that's funny with certain fan bases, like J Cole's fan base it does that all the time. Like if you ever say like that, something's not that deep and, or it's not that complex with J Cole, they're like, Oh, you just don't get it. You just, it takes a certain level of intelligence to understand J. Cole. And it's like, honestly, there's not a lot of hidden meanings in, in J. Cole's stuff. It's pretty straightforward. So I always find that like pretty disrespectful, honestly, when people say that. they th It's basically they're saying that, that they're smarter than you. That's what they're saying. They're saying they're more intelligent than you. That's what these fans are saying. Because they understand this artist and you don't understand them. You don't understand them because, because you don't share their opinion on them. <laughs> because you don't share their opinion, you don't understand the artist. That's really how people feel. It's it's honestly pretty dumb if you think about it. It's like, just because someone doesn't share your opinion, they, like, don't understand something? I don't know. I feel like these are the same type of people. You know the people that lose it? Like, whenever people do prank calls, and there's people that get so mad on who get pranked, who start yelling and making death threats... And honestly, I can't imagine myself ever getting that mad over like a print over a prank call. I just can't see it happening. I can't like I don't understand how people get that mad. And I think those are the same type of people that like 
go online and write shit like you're a fucking idiot if you don't think that this album is is the greatest album of all time. That's what was funny. That one of the <laughs> so one of the things about one of the comments about Kendrick that I saw <laughs> that just made me laugh. This dude said he has a perfect discography and the damn is the most prolific album of all time and he doesn't care who ats him. So <laughs> I swear, a lot of y'all don't even know what prolific means. And you just started saying it because Nipsey said it. That's what it seems like to me. Because prolific does not fit in that circumstance. Prolific. I'll read it to you. I'll read you the definitions. I just googled prolific. Producing young or fruit especially freely. That's prolific, fruitful. (laughs) Archaic. It's the second definition, archaic. Causing abundant growth, generation, or reproduction. Three. Marked by an abundant inventiveness or productivity. A prolific composer. So... I mean, the last one sort of fits. But I don't, the other two don't fit. Like, (laughs) it's not a way that people normally describe albums. And I'm going to be honest, like, it's just an opinion. It's an opinion that I share with, with other people, you know. Damn is not, it's not a classic album. It's not like, it's honestly like, not far from not being a good album. Like, it's kind of a borderline good album. And like, I got caught up in the hype, I admit it. Like, I got swept up in it. And I, when it came out, I thought, oh, wow, this is, this is like, I thought it might be a classic album. And then as time has gone on, it really has not aged well. And you think about, like, the song with U2. Not a very good song. Like, it's it's corny in retrospect, you know? Even the song with Rihanna. It's not really... It was kind of cool at the time, and I think we all were like, oh, wow, he collabed with Rihanna, and she's rapping, and it doesn't, like, completely suck, but it's not that great of a song. Like, it's it's pretty poppy, and it's not very good, like, lyrically or anything. It's not, like, a particularly, you know, the, what's the chorus? Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Like, it's not, um, it's not particularly memorable, you know? And then uh, that God song. This one got me like. That's the that's the that's when Cringerick comes out. Like that's that's the shit I'm talking about. Those vocal inflections where it's like, there's people that I meet that are like, yeah, I don't like Kendrick. I don't like his voice. And I'm like, I get it. I honestly get it because there are songs where his voice really grates on me too. You know, I don't think his voice is his strong suit. I think it. You know, it it gives him a little bit of uniqueness, but it's not, 
it's a voice that there are quite a few times where I don't like how his voice sounds, honestly, just personally. And, you know, there, there are other, what was that song? I don't remember all the names of the songs, but like half the album is pretty skippable, honestly, like breaking it down. I need some water to come over me. That song was pretty skippable. Like, I remember always skipping that one when it would come on, you know. I know people don't like to hear this stuff, but I'm I, what I'm trying to do is make you think a little more, you know, because I think a lot of y'all get swept up. And I know, like, I know people skip these songs. I know people only listen to, like, five or six songs from some of these albums that they claim are, like, classics. And I'm sorry to tell you, but, like, if you listen to, like, half an album... That's not a classic, and honestly, I'm not even sure if that should be considered a good album in your eyes. You know, if, if like, you're skipping half the album, I don't even know if you could say that. Like, because that's a lot of content. Like, if I got half the answers wrong on a test, I would fail. If I got you know, 75% of the answers right, which damn has 14 tracks. I guess there's an intro of 13. We can just count that out. I, I strongly believe that the vast majority of people that listen to it are skipping at least, you know, I think they're skipping like four of those tracks, which is roughly quarter which would mean if those tracks are all skippable the rest aren't like flawless so you're talking about like an album that's about maybe 75% good you know which would make it like borderline good but the way people talk about it is if it's like this classic, it's just like, I mean, I get it. We all got, we got sold that, you know, it got put on a pedestal. He won like a, what, a Pulitzer Prize, which is crazy thinking about it. And and people bought into it, but it's not, um, it's honestly not like, I, I don't think it's a, classic album i don't think it's going to stand the test of time honestly i don't think it's a bad album there's there's albums that are way worse i just don't think that uh i think it, it got some accolades that it didn't really deserve you know and uh yeah <laughs> i don't have too much more to say about it i just think people are easily swayed and people heard it and People were told about it before it came out, and there's the whole, I think what, you know what it is, I think a major factor is the fact that you can play it forwards and backwards, and it has different meanings either way you play it, you know, Apple Music put put the forward and backwards version, both as, as uh, fucking essential albums, <laughs> so... I think that I think that's what it is. It's it's sort of 
it's smart in a way. It's sort of like a marketing gimmick to make it seem more artistic than it really is, you know? Not that I don't think Kendrick's artistic. I think he's good at putting together... He hasn't put together a bad album yet. I'll say that. I can't say that that's a bad album. But um, it's not like the most amazing album I've ever heard, the most prolific album of all time. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, the album that I can think of that would actually fit that would be, like, Thriller or some shit. It's not fucking Damn by Kendrick Lamar, which I'm sure sold well. Didn't sell like Thriller. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, hasn't... I don't think people are really listening to that album like that anymore. Thriller people still listen to. I don't think people are really listening to to Damn like that. I already know when some people hear this, they're going to be mad. But I'm just telling you, this is not about any particular artist. You know, I'm not trying to like diss these artists. Not what this is about. I'm expressing my views on music. And really trying to break a cycle that I see of like these like grown groupies who just like ride this music (laughs) and they believe it's like because they like an artist they feel like they have to like everything by the artist I come across people like that and like defend them to the death and it's like you don't have to do that like I don't know who made you think that you had to do that but I've never heard an artist that where I liked every single one of their songs. Never heard it. It doesn't really happen. But there are a lot of people who feel like, okay, I like this artist, so I have to like all their songs. I have to defend them and, and uh, explain why they're good to people, you know. It's like a weird little subculture that we have going on where people think that they have to do that. And you don't. You don't owe that artist anything. You know, if you enjoy their music, cool. You don't have to defend them. A lot of artists are sensitive, I know. I can't afford to be, honestly. I wouldn't be able to get anywhere in life if I were sensitive because I'm just taking too many shots all the time so (laughs) I don't know I just but I guess in in closing for all this I just want people to listen to music more I want them to really like take in all the aspects of it because I feel like so many people have it on the background They're not really listening to the lyrics. The lyrics are just happening, you know. The lyrics are just part of the vibe. They're not actually, like, something that's being paid attention to. They're just kind of there. And I don't know, it's like, hip-hop is a very lyrical art form. And I feel like people need to write it better and people need to listen to it better. That's just my view. And there there are so many like top tier, high quality lyricists out there. We got to stop like 
incorrectly labeling stuff as being like the greatest when there are people who write better lyrics and, and things like that. We can't be labeling. I don't know. It's like we're doing a disservice to the art form when we do that. When we label stuff great, that's really not anything special. That's really not, you know, next level. We're doing a disservice to the art form. And that that's my thing is like, I've dedicated a lot of my time to this art form and to getting better and to making special art. So I, I fight for it sometimes because I don't like the direction things are going. There's a lack of, there's definitely a lack of lyrics, you know, a lack of lyrical depth, but it's also just, a lack of knowledge and just this divisiveness that I think social media has created a lot of where it's like, if they don't agree with me, then fuck them and everyone that associates with them and all that. It's like, it's okay to not agree on everything. You know, I don't go after people because they don't agree with me. I don't need them to agree with me. I'll be fine either way. But, uh, I have too much more to say. <laughs> this really went in a different direction than I expected. But the point is, like, at the end of the day, it's all preference. Like, you, we can argue till we're blue in the face. It's just about what you like more, what I like more. I just want you to make more informed decisions because I feel that a lot of you, a lot of you obviously are not using the same methods as me. I'm not saying you have to use my methods, but I would just like to see more on that end. I hope that we do. All right, I'm going to wrap up the show, but stay tuned. KZRO Sports! Oh, god damn, I don't even know if I should lead with this. I don't even know if I should lead with this. Because it's just, it was trash. It was trash. Logan Paul, not Logan Paul, Jake Paul, my bad. <laughs> Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, former UFC champ, former UFC star. They engaged in a boxing match, I guess you could call it. Oh my god. Full disclosure, I haven't seen the fight. <laughs> but god damn, I'm just looking at, at the I was looking at the punch stats after the fight, right? Paul landed about 70 punches. Woodley landed about 50. Paul wins by split decision. Improves the 4 0 with three KOs now. He didn't get the KO over Woodley. He actually got wobbled by Woodley in the fourth round. And, uh, fucking, man. So, <laughs> it was a, 
Woodley's debut in boxing, and he loses his debut, but honestly has, I don't know if you want to say a good showing, but he held his own, certainly, and fucking, uh, the problem child has some problems, as they, as Jake Paul calls himself, he's a pretty unlikable fucking person, honestly, he just, I, and it's on purpose, I mean, he's trying, he's trying to be a douche, but he's succeeding in being a douche. But I knew going in, like, I favored Jake Paul in the fight. I, it It's a stretch to call this shit a fight, but, I mean, damn. Like, I guess it is a fight. I mean, they were trying to hurt each other. <laughs> oh, man. And I was just thinking before the fight, I was like, you know what? People bitch about this stuff, but it's actually good for boxing overall. To have these guys fighting. To have these guys in the sport. It's actually a good thing for boxing. And fucking after that showing. I'm not so fucking sure now. (laughs) God damn. Because you can't. Honestly. They were throwing 20 to 30 punches around. You heard that. There were no ambulances needed for that fight by the way. I know you heard that ambulance. (laughs) They're throwing 20 to 30 punches a fucking round. That's awful. Think about that pace. Think about that fucking pace, man. And both of them were doing it. Both of them, they had to have been really tentative. And I've heard it was a shit fight. Like I was reading about, or I guess I've read that it was a shit fight. Man. Because people bitched about the Guillermo Rigondial. Rigondial. <laughs> That's right. His name is hard to fucking say. Because that's like French, isn't it? I don't think that's Spanish. Rigondial. I don't think. Looks French. So, I don't know how to say Guillermo. That's easy. But anyway. <laughs> he, uh, the fight he had with, uh, what's his name? The, the Filipino. Casim. I forget. Casimero. I think. Casimero. I believe that's the Filipino's name. But anyway, their fight. They both landed like 40 punches. This shit is like almost on par with that. I mean, goddamn. Not a good look. I think we needed a KO for one on either side. And I was honestly anticipating it. You know, I had to work tonight. But I looked. I was like, damn, I'm I'm really curious what happened in this fight. Because I favored Jake Paul, but he's really inexperienced. Woodley has a lot of experience. I thought, you know, Woodley, there's a chance Woodley might just fuck him up. And you know what? He came close. So props to Woodley for that. Um, I always felt like Woodley got a bad rap in his career, you know, so I feel for him. And uh, I don't know, the boxing debut didn't work out. I don't know if he has a future in boxing, honestly. I mean, I don't know how much further Jake Paul's going to go. He's really going to have to step it up. You can't be going out there throwing fucking 20 to 30 punches around. That shit ain't going to get it done. That's not going to bring in fans. You're not going to bring in fans doing that shit. I'll tell you that right goddamn now. That's a fucking boring fight. That's like an an, uh, almost objectively boring fight. (laughs) Fuck, man. Just like the lack of activity by these dudes. So, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. I guess Jake Paul will continue on in pursuit of a belt. I don't know what fucking belt he's fighting for. I guess it's a cruiserweight belt. 
I don't know. That's what it looks like because I don't know what other division he could be fighting. He's not really fighting at the cruiserweight limit, you know, but there's no other division close. I'd, he, he better not go up to heavyweight. He's going to get fucked up if he goes to heavyweight. Honestly, he's probably going to get fucked up at cruiserweight, but <laughs> a heavyweight, he definitely will. That's the one, you know, that's probably the one thing is like he's in a division that is one of the most irrelevant in boxing, or at least the least popular. For whatever reason, cruiserweight, people just don't give a fuck about, really. <laughs> cruiserweight is like, two, I, th- I believe it's a 200 pound limit. I always forget. <laughs> I forget. And I'm like, I know a lot about boxing. I always forget the fucking cruiserweight limit. I'm pretty sure it's 200 pounds. So fucking, (laughs) these are bigger guys. People care about light heavyweight, which is 175. They care about heavyweight, which is basically unlimited. Although most guys aren't going to come in higher than like 260. Like in UFC, it's limited to 265 or in MMA. But in uh, boxing, there's no, technically no limit. But there, I mean, there are, like, Butterbean was considered a super heavyweight, I guess. But honestly, like, most guys aren't going to come in heavier than 260. And a lot of the top heavyweights are going to be, like, 220, like, 230. You know, they're not going to be that heavy. So it's a little different, honestly, than, than the UFC. Because there's technically not a limit. But, like, naturally guys don't fight much heavier than like 230 you know I guess Wilder he's not that heavy most of the time I think he might have been for like one fight but he's generally not that heavy and uh Deontay Wilder the former champ um but for the most part I feel like I feel like guys are like 230 240 they're usually not in UFC those guys are really weighing in at the limit you know, in MMA, they're they're really weighing in at 265 a lot of times. So it's a little different. But fucking Jake Paul, if he if he fought like Deontay Wilder, that shit ain't going more than a couple rounds. I mean, I know Deontay doesn't have the best fundamentals, but fuck, he lands one of those, Jake Paul's going to sleep. Fucking, he's not outboxing Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury would probably fuck him up in a round or two. Anthony Joshua will probably fuck him up pretty quickly. So I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> you should stay at cruiserweight and honestly probably try to ride this gravy train as long as he can because I think he's going to get fucked up if he goes up against real competition. You can't throw 20 to 30 punches. Like, he's lucky he got out of there with the with the decision. And it looks like he deserved to win, don't get me wrong. Like, based on what I've seen, I don't see anyone calling it controversial. But, um... Yeah, not a good fight. <laughs> I don't even have to watch it to tell you that. Fucking just mathematically, three minute rounds, someone's throwing twenty punches. Fucking <laughs> less than ten punches a minute. That's fucking. That's not good action. Sixty seconds go by and you, and you don't manage to put together ten punches. You don't manage to wing ten punches out there. Fuck. Super cautious. But I digress. I mean, hold on, one more thing. There's boxing matches where where guys throw a thousand punches in in twelve rounds. These guys are throwing like three hundred. Like what the fuck? <laughs> it's a massive difference. And I know Floyd doesn't throw a lot, but Floyd lands a lot more than these guys are landing. A lot of these was like single digit lands in a round. There's only a couple rounds where they landed in double digits. Like what the hell? But anyway, 
I've talked a lot about this fight for it being as bad as it was. <laughs> uh, in other news, the Dodgers lose. They're still two and a half games back on the Giants. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's just going to be a battle to the end, I think. That's what it seems like. And I don't know. There's not too much more to say. Those are like two of the top teams in baseball. We've seen like... Nobody's really emerged. The Yankees went on a, a big winning streak. I think they won 13 in a row, and then they lost today. So the A's beat them today. So I don't know. Not too much really going on. I know there was a UFC card. Not really that interesting. Nothing really. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? What was that guy? Edson Barboza got knocked out in the main event. TKO'd. So that was something. <laughs> That's about it. I don't have too much more to talk about sports. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with your favorite segment. <laughs>
have any haters that say stuff like that, that say like, I love haters and all this, like, it's always like the most average people that no one's even thinking about <laughs> that say stuff like that, which is funny. But, um, yeah, thank you. And, uh, I'll be back next week. Really got to, I want to do something special for the hundredth episode We're we're getting closer and closer to it. So be on the lookout for that. It's coming up. This is, this has been life in zero gravity. Thank you. Everlasting flow, revered from there to here International, sipping sake With businessmen in Tokyo, next day I'm in Trenchtown, smoking dro Go trying it, hopping, call it country Hopping, wherever I go, you know Something's popping, many imitators Since I've been this major, chilling With the Yeti in the Himalayas Ping pong in Hong Kong, strong arms like Crondon, I'm an exhibit in Cuba, they call me Don Juan, in Ghana, I got them On the long slump, for many years This monster's gone, uh, I remember One day I took a dip in a pub didn't know the media would get me in trouble I was discovered in Egypt when they sifted the rubble In Transylvania, they raised a fist in the struggle Eventually, I fled to Sicily Had all the dons in New York trying to get to sea But I escaped to Cali, which was bliss to me Found a shiny rock and the rest is history I've been all around the world But all I see is you just can't escape from you, no matter what I do. See so many faces, but I only remember one. Your smile entwines within mind when I see the setting sun. I travel the earth, I travel the maps, I travel all around with my fam. Always gonna do it with the funky flow, always gonna do it from the soul. Trains, planes, and automobiles, ride them down to the bill. I used to ride the bus to check a love, no longer cause I've had enough. I love my people, but I hate how they scavengers at my plate. I ain't got money, I ain't got a lot. So just watch me break down a plot. I change my career every other year. Always one person that's a pain in my rear. I see him every other gen. Saw him in Texas shooting Mexicans. Here's a new rhythm, a formula. Saw him down in California. Pulled out a chair with my cup. Then I finally said, yo, what's up? I've been all around the but all I see is you. I just can't escape from you, no matter what I do. See so many faces, but I only remember one. Your smile entwines within my when I see the setting sun.
So what the fuck you doing here in CA, bitch? Another night can't end another day Pages to chapters of my book won't change to the next It all feels the same, resets and plays again like a video game Day after day, sleep deprived, can't sleep in the day Much less the night, probably cause my mind always stays running Builds many stories into something out of nothing Or wishing for a future, those are the best Straight from the real, like me beating death, probably could but that's tired me speaking Can't get any sleep even if it's the weekend So I stay beat making cause it may fix my soul I know it's artificial, I keep it on that note Pray for my sleep, I need to end this mode Staying up all night, I need an antidote At night I can't sleep, I toss and turn I think of all the things that I've lost and earned Four walls just staring at me snickering As the thoughts in my head start bickering Frigid blood coursing round my veins Lick it up trying to drown my pain But the shit must have an oxygen tank Cause it's still here just locked in my brain Wanna let it out but I don't have the key Maybe it's weed, I think I'll smoke savagely But no cabbage be the real solution I need to get a grip but I feel it loosen And soon it'll be lost altogether I foresee rain but I can't stall the weather I just sit staring into space like an astronomer Looking at Andromeda because of my insomnia Thank you.